Good day, folks. You are listening to the Ball Podcast, episode one, baby. My name is Amir, and I am joined by my co-host, too, Anna Henny, but they'll introduce themselves right after I intro myself. I am from New York City, Brooklyn specifically, BK all day, every day, and I've lived in Texas now for the last four years. I am a dancer and choreographer, and I'm loving it here. Hey, guys. This is Tui. Um, I'm a barber here at Beard and Bristol Men's Grooming located in Allen, Texas. Originally from San Francisco, California, I did live in New York, however, in the Bronx for quite some time and moved here to Texas five years ago. Um, I love it here. The first two years were kind of rough, though, but yeah, I do love it here and I love where um, my life's journey has brought me thus far. And I'm out of Henny's. Also go by Henny. Yes, just like Hennessy. <laughs> I am also from New York, Brooklyn, New York. I've been in Texas okay. 14 years, and I love it here. I don't think I'll go anywhere else unless I have to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm also a barber here at Beard and Bristle. Um, Tui and I are co-owners at Beard and Bristle. And um, I like to say I am the beard to yeah. Tui, the yes. bristle. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we do, we focus on all men's grooming uh, here at Beard and Bristle. And then uh, that's how we know each other through barbering. And then Amir came to join the group as one of the original clients back in the day in 2017. And he's been chilling with us on a weekly basis ever since. Yeah, man. They used to have just a little broom (laughs) closet. It was like Harry Potter in there. But, you know. Cuts were good, so I kept coming back. (laughs) No, but this is like the second location, and so they've grown, and it's it's awesome to see, especially because I was one of the first. Actually, I was a customer before they even opened Bed and Bristle. They used to work at another barbershop, and that's how I met them. And then when they were doing the crossover, I was Mm. like, gotta go with the New York folks. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, well, we started this podcast and we call it Revolve. Um, in two parts. Revolve being that uh, since we're barbers here at the barbershop, Beard and Bristle Men's Grooming, with each client, we learned that we experience different stories in life's journey and together we're all evolving at the same time. So, Revolve represents the barber chair primarily, with each client is a different story and evolve because at the same time especially after 2020 we realized that we're all growing together in the same mission through life so that's the story behind our um the title revolve for the podcast and i think with this podcast being in existence it gives us also a platform where we'll be able to speak with clients and try our best to help go in the right direction, the positive direction, further in life. Yeah, you know, just like a chance to understand different perspectives, hear different stories, converse about different topics, and, you know, just, it's like, a, it's a platform, but it's also, you know, just a space to vent and talk, and, and that's how you evolve, through conversation, and like Tui was saying, like, after 2020 and the colossal stuff that has happened in the world like you know through conversation you like just start to realize the importance of your village and the importance of having those conversations and understanding different perspectives and 
listening to people and feeling like, you know, we're going through more similarities than we think. And so we are, you know, bonded by our differences as much as um, you think you might be alone in certain situations. You realize like you're not and it's and it's crazy. And so we were like, if we have this podcast, we can continue to expand on those things and eventually have guests and talk about different things and, you know, just make it a party. And <laughs> and like how we keep referencing to 2020, today is February 10th, 2021. This is our first episode, like Amir originally said. This is hopefully the start of something good, something great. And like Tui mentioned, the barbershop, having the meaning behind the name. Uh, we And like Amir mentioned also, the experience that we have with multiple people we see on a daily basis. Uh, we get to actually help each other a lot in the barbershop with our clients just by talking about our experiences through our jobs, through our personal experiences with our families, relationships, and businesses, and we help each other grow through certain things that we didn't know. And like Tui said, that is one of our goals with this podcast, just to be able to kind of now bring that on a larger scale to more people uh, through our experiences, not necessarily, we're not gonna talk about our clients and what they tell us, but at least what we learn through those experiences with our clients and as in as a entrepreneur, uh, business owner, uh, creative minds, we have gone through a lot of different levels in these past few years in our journey. And in 2020, yes, there was a lot of obstacles, but we got through it. <laughs> and that's some of the things that we want to talk about as we grow and help each other grow. Mm-hmm. And like Amir mentioned, the goal, hopefully we'll be able to touch some important topics and hopefully be able to bring on some guests that are experienced professionals in those topics or industries that we touch on to help expand on those uh, those conversations. Mm-hmm. But for now, yeah, we just want to introduce ourselves, talk about the podcast a little bit and, and who we are and hopefully we continue to grow this podcast into something that can help each of us as individuals, as entrepreneurs, as creative minds and help us grow. Yeah. yeah. What was your craziest memory of 2020? Like the most notable thing you remember aside from like, you know, the stuff on a larger scale that everybody in the world was going through, but like you personally, you feel like was like the craziest experience? President or native? Either one. Give us one of each. <laughs> I guess for me, the the first the first realization or the first instance where I remember um, something negative last year was on week three of the shutdown. And week three, I, I always refer, refer back to because the first two weeks of the shutdown, when we were shut down, I was excited. You know, it was like a, a nice little break, vacation. Mm-hmm. Everyone was doing drinking challenges, and I was partaking. You felt like Ferris Bueller. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is great. <laughs> but when week three hit, dun, dun, dun. I was like, dude. <laughs> I was like, no one's accepting my drinking challenges. What the hell, man? I see you seen it, but you've seen it. But I'm like, dang. And then it made me really, like, sit down and be like, well, damn. Why is everyone so quiet? And be alone with my thoughts. This mm. happened around like six o'clock in the morning after my husband went to work and I was like, Man, okay, I'm drunk. I no one's taking challenges. I feel like alone and that's when 
the shit hit the fan basically for me. But as far as the positive part, I think it was sometime around August after we had came back to work and and things were starting to gain back regain their momentum mm-hmm. and I was starting to be able to be around people more. I don't I thought I was an introvert, but nah. Last year said that was a lie. <laughs> she said, "I've gotten the results." Yeah, that I was, was a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like the same time we had to shut down. You know, last year when everything started around end of February, going into March, end of March we had to shut down, and we shut down for almost two months. And same as Tui, the first couple of weeks was like all fun and games, and it was like, "Oh, this is not that bad. We'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing's gonna happen." Then the third week. It was almost like a mental, a mental roller coaster of like up and downs, which was just like, okay, yeah, I don't know, this isn't starting to seem a little scary, <laughs> a lot of confusion, uncertainty, like we don't know what's gonna happen, are we gonna be able to open back up? Because there was never any timeline opening back up. Mm-hmm. It, we were close for two months, but it was almost like, okay, we're closed and we have no idea when we're opening. So after a couple of weeks, we were just like, okay. It was funny. It was fun. It was cool. Okay, let's stop playing now. I mean, yeah. it's time to, you know, no, no dollar bills are hitting that bank account, <laughs> but a lot of dollar bills are going away. So yeah. Yeah. we need to do something about that. And uh, no Export, no import. But um, <laughs> I think that, that third week, there was a lot of up and downs. And then after like four days into the third week, I think then it got to a point where I was like, you know what? Whatever. It is what it is. You know, if we're going to open up, we're going to open up. If we're not, eh. We'll be okay. We'll see what happens. And, you know, finished that third week. Fourth week came. Fourth week came and kind of same thing. Felt a little better. Felt a little more like chill. Got some things done around the house. But then again, that mentally, mental struggle of like, you know, we're our own worst enemy. So we accepted it, let it go. And then again, it hits us again. Like, okay, wait, no, but it's chill. Yeah, yeah I know you said it's going to be okay. But now we're almost into the fifth week. <laughs> and... We still don't see none of what's happening. So uh, the countdowns. What's gonna like, happen? And then the same thing happened again. So the last like two three weeks, it was like almost every other day a mental battle been with between myself. Was like, oh, it's gonna be okay. Well, no, is it gonna be okay? No, yeah, it's gonna be. Okay. No, wait, I don't know. Hold up, I don't know what this is. No, no, look, okay, no, we're gonna be fine. And literally, that was the whole time. And you try to do things to keep your mind busy, but it, uh, you know how we are. You always go back to it. I think. I think that that wasn't the hard. Even then, the, the shutdown wasn't the hardest for me. But I, I mean, I'll talk about, a little bit about this after because I think I'm the only one that actually here that actually got COVID. So I'll talk about that experience in a little bit. Yeah. But I'll let Amir talk about his year last year to see how. I mean, for me, the crazy experience was I think I felt the effects of the shutdown like immediately because um so like i was saying before i am a dance teacher and choreographer and i also coach a a cheerleading team for the indoor football league and we were supposed to have our season opening game that day i think it was like march 12th was the day and you know i'm getting my team excited this is our inaugural game inaugural team i'm like oh it's gonna be lit i'm so excited and then where then you know the news starts coming out and you're like uh first you think it's like maybe it's just an instagram hoax or i don't know how real this is and then as more reports started coming out from like official sources you're like oh snap this is 
growing legs. And so we're at the stadium and we get the call that the game is canceled, but everyone's there. And it was like one of my bosses who's like this very, very happy lady. That was like the first time I saw her actually mad. She like kicked the wall. We were like, (laughs) and we just felt like incredibly stuck and everything was at a standstill and everybody had to go home and it was very like sad and somber and then I was supposed to have competitions that weekend they were all canceled so it felt very weird and then so those first three days was kind of like okay and then the two weeks following was like felt like a vacation like two of saying drinking challenges I accepted a few of those challenges (laughs) and then you know and then I got into my fitness I was like you know what I'm gonna come out of this like G.I. Joe was doing all the push-up challenges sit-up challenges (laughs) I was like fit as a fiddle for like a, a solid month and then, the birth of Shirtless Chef, I became this cook, <laughs> and I was like, well, I always loved to cook, but I was like indulging, and like Zoom, I figured out what that was. <laughs> Every Zoom call, I was shirtless, that's how I became Shirtless Chef, because everyone was like, why do you never have a shirt? I'm like, I'm home, what am I putting on clothes for? Like, I ain't going nowhere. And then, um, but like you said, like it gets to your mind and starts to, you start to feel crazy, mm-hmm. and you start to crave human interaction and I think what I appreciated most out of that whole experience is like growing closer to my friends and my families and my village of people that are around me and really taking stock of what I do have so that was like the positive that came out of it now I feel like my circle of friends are even closer and I feel like I understand them better because you take the time to listen and even like she was saying being introspective and taking time to listen to your thoughts and being like, okay, I know what I do want and I know what I don't want. Mm -hmm. And so when we did get a chance to come outside and it was like, can you feel a brand new day at the end of the whiz? (laughs) Except we had to put our mask on. (laughs) (laughs) We came outside, mask on, like, oh yeah. But you were like excited and it it just made you appreciate everything Mm -hmm. so much more. So was Shirtless Chef what got you through the corona? Shirtless Chef was a big part of it. Now Shirtless Chef wears a tank top because I have to, <laughs> have to get that. Got to get it resituated. <laughs> but, yeah, but he'll, he'll make a comeback. Maybe in the spring. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, like, Henny, you were saying, like, you were, uh, out of all of us, like, one of the only ones that got COVID. How was that? Experience. I mean, um, I know it wasn't a good experience, but it was. So a lot of people, you know, we're we're young, we're pretty healthy. So what you hear a lot is if you're young and you're healthy, ah, you're gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you get it, you get through it quick. And we see probably around a month, probably around a couple hundred clients uh, a month. And since we opened, we opened up back up in May. I think May 11th is the first day we came back. And, you know, we thank God because we've, we haven't had anybody in the shop get get um, exposed through a client or through one of us that we expose a client. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened till now, and we thank God for that. Um, but actually, I got exposed to it over Thanksgiving break. But, before, but and you know, the annoying thing is this for me was one of the – when I got it and I was mm-hmm. out quarantined when I had it, one of the things that kind of – pissed me off and was a little annoying was, you know, you hear a lot of, two things, you hear a lot of people, oh yeah, I got it, and I was, I had somebody aches for one day, 
and maybe a little sweats, headache, and then I lost taste and smell, and then two days later I was fine, and I just stayed home. And by the tenth day, I was I was testing negative, and I was good, and I was able to go back to work. And I hear that a lot. I hear that I've heard people even like with the four or five days testing negative, and or people with no symptoms, and they just quarantine until they test negative. Mm-hmm. And I think pretty much the majority of people I hear, that's what I hear. Mm-hmm. But um, so that was an annoying thing because that was not what happened. I mean, that was completely opposite. He was like, oh, and, then the, and the second annoying thing was that, you know, I'm working, interacting with clients. You know, we have to wear a mask. We wear a mask mm-hmm. per per uh, TDLR rules. We have to wear a mask um, as a barber. And, and we, we do that. And we follow all instructions. And we follow all the instructions. And mm-hmm. um, check temperature, hand sanitizer, and you know if we don't trust you, make you wash your hands too. No, I'm just playing. We don't do that. Um, but uh, we trust all our clients. And, you know and what's uh, cool? our clients trust us. And oh yes, to get yes. The same respect, oh yeah, so we've been just yeah. They trust so. us. But the second annoying thing was that out of all the people we see on a daily basis, I always thought you know if I get it and I get exposed, it's gonna be from a client in my chair. Mm-hmm. No, I got it from my mother, and that kind of. <laughs> And that kind of that kind of pissed me off. I was like, and I'm not mad with my mom. I'm not mad with my mom. I don't want her to feel bad. And she's healthy. She's good. She got through it. I'm not mad at her. But it was just annoying that it happened that way. You know, we went to her house for Thanksgiving. She's like, oh, me you know, happy Thanksgiving. You want that that homemade Caribbean Dominican style Thanksgiving dinner, and you go over there, hang out, and then. You know, she she got exposed at work, but she didn't show symptoms till Black Friday night. Mm. So Thursday night, we were there for dinner. Black Friday night, I took off of work, which I'm happy I did, because if I would have came to work, then that means I would have exposed some people. But I did, I took off from work, and then she calls me, she texts me, calls me like, Saturday morning. <laughs> Saturday morning, she was like, "Coronavirus." <laughs> I'm getting, I got some symptoms, so I'm getting tested. I'll let you know what happens, and then. Uh, and then Saturday night, I'm in the car. My wife got the text, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm positive, and this and that, you know." And just letting you know, so be careful. And I look at my wife, and my wife looks at me. And she's like, "What?" And I say, "It's a pandemic." <laughs> and then it's like, "Yeah, yeah, we gotta get tested." So I cancel everybody for Monday, and I, you know, so I can go get tested. I didn't have no symptoms yet, um, so that was that was Saturday after Black Friday, and then that Sunday, I think afternoon, me and my wife. Within in the same hour, started both showing symptoms. We got body aches, we got sweats, we got fever, we got headache, weak fatigue, and we, we looked at each other and we we're like, yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah. So we still went and got tested. Results took two or three days. It was positive, but yeah, that experience was rough because we were we were literally sick the whole entire time during quarantine. I hear people sick two or three days. No, we were sick every single day, and it was not a day that we didn't feel bad. Um, and we had almost every symptom except diarrhea. And, uh, but, and then the <laughs> last, and we had enough toilet paper though, but the good thing is I didn't, we didn't get diarrhea, so we were good. We were good. If not, I know my homies would have helped me out, you know, one phone call and they would have made a delivery. But <laughs> we were good, house. you know, <laughs> TP right through the window. You know, got a social distance, so, you know. But um, now we were good. And then towards the end, my wife started slowly getting better the last, I think, four days, but she still had, her temperature was 102 and it wouldn't go down, and she still felt weak and had like a headache, but everything else was almost gone. Mm-hmm. And I started feeling better, but my cough got worse. Then on the 14th day, uh, I can barely talk, barely say two words. Yeah, Coughing was rough. Like Smoky the bear. When I coughed, it was like almost like I was drowning. 
Uh, I talked to my mom on the phone. She's like, uh, you better stop playing. And, you know, she's like, it's a pandemic. You better stop playing. Go get, go to the hospital. I went to the hospital and, um, yeah, it turned out I had pneumonia. And I ended up two days in the hospital. Um, and that was also rough because you can't have nobody with you. And talk about um, talk about uh, messing with your head. Yeah. You alone in the hospital. You had pneumonia after having COVID. And you got no around you. Yeah, that was a uh, that was also stressful. But we got through it. Everybody that got exposed to Thanksgiving night at my mom's house, we all good now. Everything's good. But it was definitely a rough three weeks. I mean, it was all of December. I barely. I think I came back to work the week of Christmas. So I I barely worked December. And all my yeah. clients were like, "Man, you took a vacation. You were gone. You went to the beach somewhere." I was like, "Man, I wish. Yeah. You don't even <laughs> know like, where uh... I've been." Yeah, Actually, I wish I took a vacation. I need a vacation now. That's why. So, yeah, that was my experience with that. Yeah, rough. that was rough. You were, I remember Tui and I were talking. We were scared. We were like, damn, you think he's all right? I called my mom. I said, Mom, you got to send me some voodoo juice because uh, Henny is out of commitment. No, my mom was, listen, my mom sent me all the care packages during, she's still sending stuff. She'd be like, take two of these, three. I'm like, what is it? She's like, I don't know, but it's going to make you feel better. <laughs> it's like all these roots and stuff. But she swears by it, and she's good. So I'm good. But she's in New York, and, you know, it's it's even crazier mm-hmm. out there. And it, it's crazy to hear, like, how it varies from state to state. Okay. But, yeah, thankfully, people are coming out on the other side of it, and I think numbers are down now. Um I think I read an article yesterday that said that this is like the second month in a row that numbers have been going down. Yeah. Oh. So that's good. Yeah. I stopped Fingers watching the news crossed. a long time ago. Yeah, me too. I mean, I and since yeah. doing that, I've been super happy. Isn't yeah, it crazy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't keep up with it. I, I stopped too. Yeah. The only thing yeah. I say is if you think you have a potential exposure, stay your ass home <laughs> until you get a negative result. Stop playing because really the 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 majority because I I was reading article two and the majority of the people getting it is from people that had a potential exposure but they didn't take it serious and they, and a lot in the mess of parts a lot of times they already got tested but they still haven't got the results back so they, so they not, go out until and about, I know yeah. I'm gonna keep going now and do no listen you what I got the. I, I, I took it serious, but I not as serious before. Not but I and I still wear my mask everywhere went even at work. But once I got it, now I'm like, you know what? I better stop playing. Yeah. I'm not it's it's not it's you know, I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, but Yeah, I hear a lot of them. They, if it ain't the runner, there's definitely something going around that's that's getting people sick. So Listen, just be careful. You could get know? all types of things, okay? Because my sister went in to get a Rona test. And then they told her she had the rhinovirus. She said, "What the what the hell is a rhino?" I was like, "I said the same thing." I said, "Are you are you joking?" She was like, "No, like like when you have asthma and bronchitis, it's called the rhinovirus." And she was like, "It's like a new breed out here." I said, uh, "Take it easy. Uh, wash your phone after you hang up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sanitize before you text me. I don't know. I don't know how this thing spreads, but like, I think things are calming down. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. They continue to descend in that manner." And I think now that we've like gone through certain different experiences in terms of either having it directly or knowing people that have had it and had to figure out how to care for them through that, I think people are being more cautious. Um, 
or at least the people around me, because if you're not being cautious, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. you're doubling up on the distance. Instead of six feet, 12 feet, please, yeah. thank yeah. you. And, and you know who ain't, because they be trying to act like they are, but all you got to do is take a peek at their social media, and you can tell right away, yo, these or, people Or offer, offer them sanitizer and see how they respond. Yeah. <laughs> like, sanitizer? They'd be like, what's that? you like, ah, no, yeah. gotta go. Yeah. Well, look at me. I mean, <laughs> from my perspective, in my background, because I used to work in the hospital a lot, so I, over time, have gradually acquired an OCD type. Uh, is it a disability? No, I think it's an advantage now. But yeah, like, Maybe. and yeah. using that same knowledge, because I used to do housekeeping, has brought me, I think it saved my life and probably saved a lot of others, mm-hmm. especially here with the shop and being with a lot of clients. So. I know that for sure I'm clean, so, but my social media don't don't pay attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "That's me in the house." That's, yeah. <laughs> That's not in public. <laughs> yeah. So that brings us to the conclusion of our episode. Let's just you know, first taste of all the things we're going to be discussing, topics like that, and other things. But we just wanted to bring you guys up to speed on what we've been up to so far. And in episodes to come, we'll move past the pandemic and act like life is normal. And we'll talk about pancakes for a whole episode. Hey, I love pancakes. You know? Do we know? I'll be talking about pancakes. Oh, yeah. yeah. We can talk about some we pancakes. Can talk, we can talk about some pancakes. Yeah, we can talk I mean, about some pancakes. I have. I mean, I'm not even going to go. Nah, that can be a whole. That's a whole that's that can a whole, be a whole. We can do some couple episodes on some food. Right? Yeah. Because that's what that is a skill that I've really acquired. Food as a skill, just food, the whole <laughs> subgenre. Food. Yes. Now, I don't cook, but I can definitely eat and I can critique and I will let you know if your food is good or it's not good. Yeah. But depending on how hungry I am, I still might eat it. I don't know. We gotta survive out here, you know? So yeah. But uh you know, like we said, we're gonna we're gonna be touching different topics. I mean if you guys have any I, any uh suggestions su- suggest? suggestions. Yeah, I should have practiced. That's a hard you know, word. My ex- yeah. my my yeah, vocal exercises before yeah. we started, I didn't do it. See what happened? See? But yeah, so if you have any <laughs> ideas on some good topics or want um, to see us talk about certain things, let us know. Um, and uh, we're going to keep it going. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Thank you guys for rocking with us. It's episode one yep. of all podcasts. Yep. Signing off. I'm Amir. This is Tui. And this is Argenis. You have to roll the R. All right. Thank you guys. Bye. Have a good one. <laughs>